0: Blog Talk Radio. It is time for Drive Through HR. It is Tuesday, August fourth, twenty twenty slash year of the pandemic, and uh, welcome everybody to Drive Through HR. I am Robin Schooling. Along with me is my co-host Michael Vandervoort. Hey, Mike.
1: Hey, Robin. We just landed in Florida about an hour ago, so.
0: Oh, fantastic. <laughs>
1: calling you coming in the front door so anyway how are you this week
0: i am uh i am good i can't um i can't believe it's august um i right. say that every month but i really can't believe it's august and we're still doing what we're doing and i guess uh you know and and as sort of as a sign of we're still doing what we're doing um you maybe didn't see this because you've been flying this morning but um if this truly is the year of um of no well post post March, no in person conferences. Um because mm-hmm. the one we were kinda of waiting for, uh HR Tech announced this morning that they are they uh, are hanging it up and going digital. So
1: uh, yeah, I, I don't is. think there will be a lot of conference this year, part of next year to be honest with you. Yeah. So we get yep. a vaccine maybe oh, Which stinks, but yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, and part of that, um, you know, part of that uh, conversation is what we're going to have today with our guest because uh, he's been living in the world of uh, of digital and events and and media and all sorts of things. So, um, welcome, welcome, welcome to our guest today, uh, Vadim Lieberman. Welcome, Vadim.
2: Hello, hello, Michael. Hello, Robin. Good to be here.
0: We are, uh, are, are absolutely uh, absolutely thrilled to have you here as you're as you're sitting in the rain bands and um wind surge of uh the storm
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so
0: let's let's uh, let's, uh let's kick off um for our listeners that are not familiar with you um and have you introduce yourself? Tell us and our our audience um who you are, what you do, what your uh, what your moniker is. I like the moniker the best. <laughs>
2: Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, LinkedIn says I'm the Liberace of HR, so I guess it must be true. So, you know, I bring sparkle and joy and fun, a healthy dose of provocation too, to HR, um, you know, to instigate and cause trouble. and, But, you know, maybe inspire and inform some people along the way, um, all while challenging the status quo, of course. But beyond that, or kind of part of that, I'm the editor of tlnt.com, which is a source of news and insights for HR leaders, as well as ere.net. Um, I edit that website too, which does the same thing for talent acquisition professionals. And you know, prior prior to my current role, I, I worked in HR and, and HR adjacent roles, uh, from you know working at a business magazine for 14 years to working at Prudential in talent management for a couple of years, and um, most recently, before uh, coming to ERE Media, I worked in um, at a marketing agency for a couple of years, making, uh, you know, HR tech clients' dreams come true.
0: Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> and
2: that, I'm so, in the face of the
1: cancellation of HR tech for this year, so it sounds like you got out of there on the right, <laughs> uh, the
2: right boss. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> what, um, so tell us a, a, a little bit um, about ERE. And and I guess you know it's 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 one of the um, entities I think that has been around. Um, I mean, it just it seems forever. I mean, I years and years and years that I've been kind of poking on the edges. But tell us about I guess you know E R E Media and then sort of what what falls underneath that. Um, you referenced a little bit, but
2: yeah, yeah, sure. So I, you know, ERE Media, which is the parent company of ERE.net, I know it get, you know it gets a little confusing for you know for some yeah. people sometimes. But the parent company, ERE Media, was founded in 1998 as this online gathering place for recruiters, and you know since then it was redesigned as a destination where the you know community could just network, share best practices, learn from each other. So you know it's evolved over the years, and today it's really. Um, uh, well, there's three main websites uh, under the ERE umbrella. So there's TLNT and ERE.net, which I just mentioned a moment ago. But we also have SourceCon, mm-hmm. which is geared toward the sourcing mm-hmm. community. So, like, in addition to those, um, to the websites with content there, we also hold events from webinars to conferences. Um, we also have SourceCon Academy, in t- you know, for training. Um, but, hey, Oh, my gosh, speaking of conferences, I mean, what kind of employee of ERE would I be if I didn't use this opportunity to shamelessly plug uh, a conference we have coming up, um, which I know you mentioned, you know, it's obviously going to be digital um, in October. Uh, ERE Digital 2.0, we did it the first time in April. We're back in October great speakers. I'll be there. I'll have a mullet that's growing that people can, you know, gaze at and make fun of and I'm here for all of it. So, I mean, there's a lot more details at ererecruitingconference.com, uh, So, check it out. Really amazing speakers. I'm I'm super excited for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the first uh, the the first um, the first iteration in April was I mean, you all had to you quickly pivoted to 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 go from we were supposed to be in San Diego because I was attending, um, and we were supposed to be in San Diego, and you had to quickly as a team pivot um, and and get it digital. And it was it was fun. It was fun. It was you know an adjustment for everybody, but y'all were one of the first ones out of gate with something digital.
2: And you were there. You were there. You you took yep. that event. Yeah. Yep. great yeah um I, I yeah go on go on. go ahead no, I was just gonna say, i mean, yeah, I mean, it was you know the virus was just really um at that point uh just exploding, you know it it happened so quickly, and you know, like Robin, you just said, like we didn't have a lot of time to um you know pivot like you said, but we did you know and 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 we I think we put together a really great event uh you know we learned some things from the event, like what worked well, what maybe could work better, so you
0: know mm-hmm. we're looking to
2: apply those learnings to the next iteration, and you know um you know next year too, like was mentioned earlier, it's you know i don't uh, i would i would love 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 to have in person events back, but um you know we'll we'll we're still gonna like kick ass with virtual events in the meantime mhm-.
0: What um, what sort of feedback did, did you get, or have you gotten from from attendees from the community? You know, um, and how, how how have attendees adjusted
2: to it? Yeah, well, so nobody complained about the food for a change, right? You know, <laughs> to complain about Or that. the room temperature? <laughs> the room temperature, right? <laughs> um, but. You know, overall the feedback has has been good. You know, one thing that uh, people liked was the interaction that attendees mm. were able to have with speakers. So this wasn't one of those um, events where you know you'll present uh, a session and then you just move on to the next session. We had live Q and A with the speakers during that, and so I think that's really important to have that sort of live interaction because look, you're never going to uh, recreate. Um, uh, a physical event, and, and nor should I think that, I don't think that should be the goal either, right? I don't think, um, mm-hmm. and I could talk a little bit more about this because I really don't think that a great virtual event is simply striving to recreate a physical event, right? I think, I think that um, there are better ways or better mindsets or philosophies to approach digital events, but that said, you know, people love human interaction and to the extent that you know, we did that and we're looking forward to doing it again um, at an even greater level at our next event. Like that's something I'm really looking forward to and, and I think that people will really appreciate. Yeah. I just have a quick technical question about
1: that. I mean, how did you guys handle the live Q&A? Was I assume it was probably a Zoom format or something like that, but how did you, how do you di- direct those questions?
2: Yeah. So we, uh, the platform that we used, uh, uh, attendees were able to submit uh, questions as the as the uh, session was being presented. The session itself was not presented live; it was pre-recorded. And while that gotcha. was airing, speaker, i sorry, attendees could um, send in questions. And then right afterwards, we had the speaker, like Robin, when she spoke, we had her live on air. Uh, and then I volleyed those questions to her, uh, so that she, you know, mm-hmm. so that Robin and other speakers could answer those. So it was, no, very, um, was that, was that a video format for Robin? Uh, yeah, Robin was uh, uh-huh. and other speakers too. Yeah, live live on video uh, for her for that live Q and A portion. Right. Nice. Yeah, because
1: it, it, otherwise it's like a webinar, right? Where you, you read the questions over the transom, and it's just not the same. From that's that's what I was curious about from a lot. Curious about from a live event perspective. So, Thank you yeah. for answering my uh, off kilter question. Um, we, we did a kind of a rehearsal for this show a couple weeks ago. We won't say any more than that. <laughs> but on that show, we spent a lot of time talking about um, community and some of the HR organizations that are out there. So, uh, a couple of questions for you about him. One is why are the HR media companies and sites and organizations important? And kind of what role do you see them playing in the HR? Uh, Ecosystems these days.
2: Yeah, I mean, so I think that HR media is it's still important. So let's just you know put that out there. But it's really important as a way through uh, to cut through the noise. You know, there's lots of options out there for people to get their insights, news, information, opinions. And so you know, with so many sources, from just you know people 's tweets even to articles in the general press to you know tons of bloggers, and a lot of them are really good too, it just can be hard to focus on what 's important, what matters, what doesn 't matter, and I think that 's where h r specific media can come mm-hmm. in it really just it distills that information. Uh, to bring you not just what you want to know, but oftentimes what you need to know. And, like, you know, the other thing I'll say is that, you know, I mentioned, you know, social media a second ago, Twitter especially, but LinkedIn, of course, too. Uh, it seems like everybody is an expert these days, right? Um, like, you mm-hmm. take, just like take working from home, all of a sudden, like, we have what seems like hundreds of thousands of people coming out of nowhere, out of the woodwork to claim themselves as remote work experts, um, I, yeah. think it was William, I think I saw William Tincup on, on Facebook or somewhere say, like, hey, is this a skill you can endorse me in on LinkedIn? It's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, so, but the, so what I want to say is, you know, when everyone's all of a sudden an expert, that means no one's an expert, right? So it's up to HR media outlets like, you know, TL&T, ERE, and certainly others to really, you know, present, you know, real informed opinions and not just, you know, anyone just shouting from – their keyboard, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the the other question, um, and this is where the last show took took a bad turn. So hopefully I'll cross my fingers this time. Uh, I, I you had so the biggest HR community is the giant gorilla in the room or out of the room, which is Sherm, right? And they're getting sort of a ton of attention for a variety of a variety of things these days. And um, you had written an article. Uh, which I, I, I had on the last call that didn't work. I think I described it as very, uh, very insightful and and you know courteous. You, it wasn't just a bash Sherm article. So building communities like ERE a community, Sherm's the biggest HR community. How how does that work and kind of what role you know from I guess from your perspective? How, what kind of community are you trying to build? And then you wrote that article about Sherm. So how do you see them sort of fitting in and between guys?
2: Yeah. I mean, so at the very heart of what a community is, I mean, at least as I see it, and I think a lot of people would probably agree, it's, it's people. It's, first of all, it's people are at the heart of it. I mean, that's kind of stating the obvious, but um, it's really people just exchanging ideas championing each other um, and helping each other out. It's people sharing their ideas as well as learning ideas from other people and just seeking all kinds of mm-hmm. support, both personally and professionally. Like the personal part cannot be understated. I think that, um, you know, we focus a lot on professional knowledge and professional questions being answered. But, you know, that the great thing about a community is that oftentimes you go to this community to seek Kind of validation and to seek human contact. I mean, it's virtual, but it's still a type of human connection that you're looking to see, and that's what a great community, I think, um, really facilitates. Um, mm-hmm. So, like I said, you know, people just need that, that validation. You know, a lot of the time, um, and and so, you know, when it comes to Shurum, yeah, like it's a huge community, and I and and uh, people find a lot of great value in it. I I do think that lately, though. There's been, and in my view, a justified um, outcry against uh, uh, Sherum, complaining that they're not really living up to the ideals of their own organization and their own community by ignoring um, certain um, social and workplace trends, not championing um, uh, certain um, initiatives or, or efforts within, you know, at work in the way that they should be. And I think that people are. Um, disappointed in SHRM, but, you know, and that's what a community should be about, too. It's not Mm -hmm. just about, like, Mm -hmm. hey, isn't everything Mm -hmm. great? Like, aren't we great? It's really about pointing out the flaws. And so, like, a main thing that, you know, because I'm one, admittedly, I'm one of those critics, and by the way, that has nothing to do with, you know, my position, you know, within E. R. media. Um, I'm one of those critics, but I am not a hater of SHRM, and I think it's important Mm -hmm. to make that distinction. I want... Sherham to succeed. I like Sherham. Listen, I studied for months and months, like every day to get a Sherham certification after all, you know, um, you know, which I got. So, but the point <laughs> is, is that it's like, you know, it's like, I mean, think of it like being a fan of a musician, of an artist, right? Like I love Madonna, by the way, but you know, yes. Yes, she she do. she's She's a little cray lately, you know. In my yeah. view, like, and I can criticize her, but that doesn't mean that I still don't like her. I'm still not a fan, and that I don't want the best for her. Same thing with a community, like Sherm. Mhm. Mhm. Well, and I think it's,
0: um, you know, with uh, when I think of other communities, I'm using air quotes here in, in my, you know, home office, um, but I think of other communities that I belong to and. Um, you know, HR open source um, as an example of, a, of another community, um, <coughs> which is really just a collection. It truly is just a collection of people. It is not, you know, we, we're not pumping out content necessarily or anything. Any content that we have is generated by the community and by the discussions, but we sort of have this view within and it's a very you know kind of loosely affiliated community but any community member or number of community members it, you know if they say hey um let's let's do this let's change that have you thought about this it's it's the community up that makes the organization it's we try to make it not top down you know it's the collection of people together saying this is how we want to operate this is how we want to interact with each other um and and i think that's what sherm um and they're massive you know so i you know i'll I'll give them that but that's where they're that's what they're not doing they're not listening to the people who are passionate about not just hr but passionate about sherm as an entity and and what it represents and and that entity is not listening to them and yeah.
2: uh, there's a Yeah, I was just gonna say. I think you make a really, really great point about the importance of listening, which I know is also kind of, you know, can be cliche to say, like, you know, good communication, good communities about listening. But this is a case where it has real ramifications when people do not feel listened to. Um, mm-hmm. It's like what we talk a lot about in HR, just in you know, with regard to inside a company, right, that you want to be able to set up a, a system, a structure, a culture where you're listening to your employees. Because if, if your employees raise issues that, and they feel like they're not being listened to at work, you know they're going to go outside of the workplace, and then it's just going to be even worse for your organization. Yeah. So you want to create that kind of culture, and I think it's like that with SHRM too. And so um, it just feels like, you know, a lot of the criticism that they've been getting rather than addressing it, like very very head-on addressing it, not in roundabout ways, um, has not done them justice. I just don't think it, you know, they've addressed it in the mm-hmm. best way. Yeah. You know, yeah. You
1: know, it's, it's funny, um, but it, it, and it's not funny, haha, it's funny in an odd way. Um that you know it, it, in times past, I think there have been you know there there's always some sort of turmoil with Sherm you know and it, it it rises up and then it falls down and it does, and one of the ones Robin, you remember was the Sherm committee for transparency or whatever yep, which was yep. senior leadership at Sherm, and you know they made a bunch of noise and were kind of ignored for a while, and then things calmed down um and then this one more recently uh you know there was there was <clears throat> excuse me a lot of discussion on social media and I think it's easy to, to dismiss that discussion from a bunch of, you know, a very small, but a bunch of very vocal people. But I've been seeing, I think, a, a different kind of vibe. And I don't know if that ties into sort of like the way that the, the racial tensions in the, the community are going, but I've seen people that aren't necessarily part of the blogosphere or the social media, HR, you know, whatever we are, the, 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 Gurus or funny people or whatever the hell we are, it's not just us talking to ourselves. I see this stuff on some uh job boards. Yes, and, you know, there people are trying to grab money and and it's it doesn't seem like they're listening. Uh, is to your point, but there's been the the article you wrote and then. Kate Bischoff had a petition going on change.org someplace, and I've seen some responses. I mean, they formed a blue ribbon committee of of who knows who that's going to be, and they put out an LGBTQ checklist, and the ads are running. But I don't think they really responded. I think they're trying to react but not respond. Does that make sense?
2: It does, you know, and the whole uh reactive versus let's say proactive stance on issues, I think, you know, you mentioned the LGBTQ checklist. You know, um, I think this this lack of proactive action really was highlighted when Sharam really said nothing about, you know, nothing before uh, the Supreme Court's decision to expand employment mm-hmm. rights or protections to the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. I mean, Sherm does have a history of filing amicus briefs with the court. It has a history of advocating. I know that Sherm says, you know, technically, like, we're policy, not politics, but, poli- you know, the two are so intrinsically linked, there's really no difference between the two. So to use yeah. that as as a rationale for not speaking up, quite frankly, was pretty lame. And like, as a, as a gay man myself, like I was really disappointed in Sherm. Like, you know, we talk about community. I I felt personally disappointed that this community that I'm a part mm-hmm. of, that my money has gone toward, um, mm-hmm. has not, you know, has really failed to stand up. Not just for my interest, but you know, when you don't stand up for interests like that—that that happen to be LGBTQ, technically, I guess, interests—these are really human interests. Um, right. And so that's really that was really disappointing to um, see Shurim fail in its in 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 embodying its own values and its own mission. So you know, in a proactive yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Those are a couple questions I had, Robin.
0: Yeah well you know i i, I think it's interesting because it really does kind of wrap um you know they as you- as you call them the the- the gorilla right it, you know they are they yeah. are the biggest you know quote community and and a resource for a lot of people and a you know um you know media company uh, to some degree I have a media arm certainly with content mm-hmm. but it you know really does kind of wrap back to um you know i think some of the things we're we're talking about and and that is, you know, the importance of 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 sites of content of media for HR professionals for practitioners to get at. And you, and you touched on it a, a little bit, Vadim, of you know, it, it, a site such as ERE or TLNT can help sort of um, put things in order, help help people kind of you know keep out the noise, but. You know, why, uh, other than it's easy to go to one site or a couple of sites for content, why should the average HR practitioner um, pay attention to and and stay current and read, for example, the content um, on ERE, on TLNT?
2: Um, Yeah, well, first of all, um, I would say that, listen, I love – Ere and tlnt. I not just because I happen to work at it and I'm the editor. Like I should love it, you know. Um, but I I want to point out that those are not the only two sites that I get content from, right? I think that yep, it's important yep. to to get information and insights from a uh, uh, plurality of sources. Um, and you know, and there are many out there, um, including, like I mentioned earlier, like you know, you think about HR media. Um, you know, you, the, there's bloggers out there. There's there's Sherm content itself too. I mean, they still put out like um, informative yes. articles. I'm not gonna, I'm not taking that away from them by any means. I think with ERE and TLNT, what we strive to do is, well, first of all, we're, we're independent. Like, one of the things um, that I really value about what we do is we do not make concessions for sponsors, for advertisers. We have a really strict church-state separation. Um, and in the past, um, you know, without going into detail, but, like, you know, we've, you know, given up revenue because of that to maintain our independence so that when people come to our site, they know that it's not some – Vendor or sponsor are kind of buying content. That's number one. Right. But quite frankly, um, I think the content we put out is interesting. I, you know, I think that we try, or I try, to to expose people to a variety of opinions. I said from the beginning that if everyone is always agreeing with the articles we're putting out on TL and T and ERE, that means we're doing something wrong. Like we want to mm-hmm. have different opinions. We want to have mm-hmm. and um, you know, because it's it's that kind of healthy conflict and disagreement that ultimately helps advance the profession. And that's ultimately, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do with ERE and T O N T. really advance yeah. uh, the professional, whether, uh, whether it's talent acquisition professionals or, you know, others within the HR sphere, um, and just help people Think about their jobs, do their jobs better, differently. You know, raise questions. Like I love it, and I've heard like people have written in to me saying, "Oh my God! Like I really like that article that you published. You know, on so and so. Like I'm raising this with my boss. You know, look, yeah. maybe it'll go nowhere, but it's great that it inspired not just thought but action. And so we really try and provide um, insights that um, may not be covered in in other uh, more. I don't know conservative kind of outlets, too, yeah you know
0: yeah it 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 it's uh, i've always um I always gravitate towards that that content that makes me a little bit uncomfortable sometimes or makes me think you know makes me question, oh well, I always thought x, and this person is saying y, hmm it, you know that's that's you exactly right, that's where we start having those conversations and and you know, to to use Sherm's words, advance the prof-
2: truly advance the profession. Um, but <laughs> we are yeah, down. No. Of... Yeah, you know, and the thing that you know, you, you know, what you were just mentioning about, you know, um, articles that make you feel uncomfortable or just sort of presenting new points of view. I'll be honest. So many of the pitches that we get, like I mentioned, we get, you know, um, uh, we get a lot of pitches from vendors. And yeah. um, they, tend, they tend to be pitches that recycle the same kinds of ideas. Like, hey, 10 ways to improve the candidate experience. Like, number one, don't ghost candidates. Like, what? Really? I've never heard that. <laughs> Tell me more. So what I've been trying to do, um, and I feel like I've had some success, but I want more success with this. I've been trying to really push contributors, whether they're vendors or other contributors, to really think about, okay, I don't want that article about, you know, 10 ways to do X, you know, so that you can get Y for Z results. Tell me why, despite years of awareness about these best or better practices, are companies still either loathe to adopt them or, you know, have trouble implementing them or just don't care? Like what are we doing wrong despite awareness Mm -hmm. of, you know, these concepts that have been out there quite frankly for years, like with diversity and inclusion is a perfect example, you know? Yep. So I'm trying to really explore ideas from that angle rather than just regurgitate the same article that we've all seen on ink dot com, Forbes. dot com, you know, uh, everywhere. Yep. Yep. Uh Well,
0: so we
2: time. are down.
0: Um, we we are down to just about a minute here. So um, one real quick question before I ask the final question: Top three Madonna songs.
2: Oh my God. Your favorite. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm on the spot. I hope she's listening. Um, let's see <laughs> Top Madonna song Okay Express Yourself Is number one um, I think like Vogue Has to be up there And Oh god a third song Dress You Up Excellent
0: uh, Excellent Now I'm going to play was, those As soon as we get off this, material, uh, off this show So um, Vadim Quick uh, 30 seconds Tell folks Where they can find you And give us that ERE Digital uh, Website again please,
2: as well. Yep. I'll start with me because no brand is more important than my own. Um, <laughs> so you can find me at vadim-lieberman.com. Um, I, you know It's a blog that I keep that I haven't updated in a while. You can also find me on Twitter at Vadim's views. You can find me on LinkedIn, of course, as well. You know how to find me there. And, yeah, ERE. Again, I'd love to see people there um, and, and build that community. So go over to... Um, ererecruitingconference.com. See the agenda. Um, reach out to me with any questions. Vadim at ere.net. Happy to happy to meet anyone. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Thanks everybody. We are out. Bye. Thanks. Robin. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Thank vadim. you. Thanks.